This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I am not your host tonight, Matt. And today's game will be pitting two Benchwarmer teams against each other. Uh, one team will be JJ and Dan. So, Dan, why don't you tell us how you're doing? And then followed by JJ, and you guys can give us your team name that evidently has not been agreed upon yet, but JJ will be saying at the very end, probably to annoy Dan. I'm teaming up with JJ tonight, which means that I'm having a just a grand old night because, you know, we work so well together. JJ, pull your weight tonight, would you? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> my counselor told me today that I should start being nicer to people. So, um, but that ain't happening tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> no, no, you overmodulated again, dude. So, what's your guys' team name going to be tonight? Well, I suggested AK for six, but Dan did not like that as Camara mm-hmm. ran rampant. So, we decided on the New Orleans People Eaters. The New Orleans people eaters. Okay. There are, uh, I'm sure there are some people eaters in New Orleans. I've been there. It's a freaky city. It is. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, then Scott and I are going to be teaming up tonight. Uh, Scott, how you doing? What's going on? It's new in your world. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm excited for this game and our special guest host that we'll get to momentarily. Looking forward to it. Uh, had a good holiday and just kind of doing the same thing. Ready for these last couple days of uh 2020 we are recording this on december 29th so hopefully by the time this episode drops uh things are a little bit better and i haven't already failed my resolutions covid will be over by that time right <laughs> everything will be done yes Life will be good absolutely i'm coming to see you no mask <laughs> all right so and we have decided that since uh it's tradition for you to eat snacks while we podcast and for me to drink beer that we're going to be snacks and beer so That's right there you go I am the uh, Damon Harrison of this podcast. You are, yep. <laughs> Snacks Harrison. And uh, hosting, the special guest host tonight will be head coach Philip San- uh, Sanford uh, coming to us, and he's written a great game. So, Philip, why don't you remind the folks about uh, who you are, where you're from, teams you cheer for, and how you're going to torture us in a fantastic game tonight. Uh, thank you for the introduction. Uh, Philip Sanford from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, in terms of who I root for, uh, you know, um, you know, Seton Hall uh, basketball and actually Seton Hall all sports from, you know, except for, you know, except for football, since we haven't had a football team since the late seventies, um, you know, professionally, you know, I, I stick a lot to the Charlotte, uh, Charlotte teams, uh, except for baseball, diehard Tigers fan, diehard uh, Toledo Mudhens fan. Um, but, um, but yeah. And then, then internationally Everton for, uh, for soccer. So all right. Well, welcome to the bench, gentlemen, and uh, Philip. So let's go ahead and well, say that again, Matt. <laughs> what do I say, gentlemen and Philip? <laughs> no, no, you're the gentleman bench. We're all on the bench. So anyway, welcome to the bench, everybody. And Philip, thank you for joining us tonight. Let's go ahead and get this uh, game going with the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. 
Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Thanks, Dan. To uh, take over now, I'll hand it off to Philip. Go ahead and start us off. All right, for the uh, tailgate round, I decided to to um, do something that I'm surprised nobody has done yet on uh, for the tailgate round. It's going to be three questions about tailgating. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's kind of like Kramer's book about coffee table or coffee table <laughs> book about coffee tables. All right, question number one. The world's largest cocktail party is nicknamed for the events surrounding an annual rivalry football game. What two schools play in this game and in what neutral city is this game played? Yeah, we can check in with that. Yeah, check in. All right. So the New Orleans Purple Eaters or New Orleans People Eaters. I'm going to mess that up because of the the stupid Purple People Eaters thing. (laughs) All right, so so Matt, Matt and Scott, uh, uh, your snacks and beer. So what's uh, you guys can go ahead and talk it out. Well, at first we were thinking that was Auburn, Alabama, the Iron Bowl, but then I remembered that they went back to playing at each other's school here after playing in neutral sites for decades, about 10, 15 years, or maybe 20 years ago. So then I thought, well, maybe it's the Red River shootout that's always at a neutral site in Dallas, and that's Texas versus Oklahoma. We're going to go ahead and check in with uh, Texas versus Oklahoma, the Red River shootout in Platon, Dallas, Texas. Okay. And Dan and JJ, New Orleans people leaders, what, what, um, want to talk over your response? I had to think about this one for a second, but uh, shout out to a good friend of mine, uh, Chris Hollister, who uh, is a big fan of Florida. I knew it was Florida. I had to figure out who the who the other one was, and I'm pretty, pretty positive it's Georgia, uh, Florida, Georgia, and trying to think of where they played and then it hit me duh it's it's in jacksonville so um it's uh, florida georgia and they play in jacksonville all right and one team is going to get credit here it is florida uh, university of florida versus university of georgia in jacksonville uh the only thing you know dan you know talked a lot about it but one thing i do want to add is that georgia you know you know this crops up you know fairly frequently especially among my friends who are georgia alums and and fans uh they also would like to, you know, make another neutral site location, have their, uh, you know, quote unquote home games be played in the, uh, in the uh, Mercedes Dome in Atlanta. Um, you know, just because, you know, Jacksonville is actually really, really close to uh, Gainesville. It is very so. close to Gainesville, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So second question about tailgating. If you are tailgating at the Grove on, on Saturday morning, on what SEC school's scenic campus are you tailgating? We can check in. Okay, so the New Orleans people eaters are checked in. Snacks and beers. You know, Matt, I I was thinking uh, in my head, I'm like, which one of those schools is like a really nice campus, you know, with a nice area that you would call the Grove, a nice quaint spot. I've never been to any of these SEC campuses to know whether or not they have a nice, quiet little spot. I assume all of them do. I do know that in, in Missouri, um, one of their end zones has no stands and it has grass that's usually painted or or students usually hang out there. Sounds like a good place to tailgate. I have no idea if that's called the Grove. I have no idea if that's what he's talking about. I like it. All right, so we're going to go with uh, Missouri. 
uh, New Orleans people eaters? Um, we said Old Miss. I don't know why, but I know it sticks out to me. All right. Well, well JJ, you don't know why it sticks out to you, but it does stick out to you, and it, that is the uh, correct answer. It is Old Miss. Um, my my trivia teammate um, uh, and and you. Know, SEC uh, University uh, graduate Wesley Wells. Uh, he when he play tested this for me, uh, his one modification is he wanted me to take out the word scenic from their campus. He, he says it's only he says it's only scenic to, to drunk frat uh, frat guys and want to be frat guys. So <laughs> Wesley Wells is not at all opinionated at at all. This game was play tested by Wesley Wells. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, Scott, this getting us not getting the answers right is going to become a theme. So yeah, no, Wesley said it was really easy, so we should be fine. Yeah, then it's going to be unbelievably hard. <laughs> so here we go, strap in, boys. All right, for the final tailgate question about tailgating from the early 1980s through 2009, if you were at Heinegate, you would have been tailgating across High Street from from the campus of what Big Ten school? Let's just check it in, Matt. Okay. We're gonna go ahead and check in. Okay, so so Matt and Scott are checked in. Um, Dan and JJ, um, you guys can talk it out. All right, JJ, I can tell you what it's not. <laughs> it's not Wisconsin or Nebraska, because um, Matt would have been in right away. <laughs> it's not Minnesota because they don't know how to tailgate in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It's not Michigan, because I've been all over that campus. I don't remember anything about that. I highly doubt it's anything like Northwestern or Purdue or Indiana or Illinois. It's got to be one of the bigger schools. I'm thinking either Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, one of those three. It's not Rutgers or Maryland. I don't know. I'm. What You got anything on this? You got any? uh... No, I do not. Big Ten is not my forte. All right. I'd say let's just pick one of those three, MSU, PSU, or OSU. They say uh, the OSU. You're going to get whistled for that, but all right, let's go with it. <laughs> Ohio State, we'll check that in. Uh, snacks and beer? Matt Matt, and I, in, uh, in typical fashion of ours, uh, had no clue, and since we've been way off on the first two, we figured uh, – you know, let's just throw that 12-6 curve and, and see what happens. So we, uh, we checked in with Northwestern. All right. So, so once again, um, uh, one team will be getting, will be getting points and, and uh, uh, rest in peace, Heine Gate. It, it was, uh, it was a, you know, it would be you know, basically just pure madness. And it was in the parking lot of a hotel of a Holiday Inn that was uh, acquired and torn down and replaced with, uh, with I think, campus housing. But uh it is at and you know, High Street runs north south, you know, pretty major thoroughfare through the uh, streets of Columbus. So it is Ohio State University. Wow, uh, uh, Honeygate was not for the faint of heart. You you could get in a lot of trouble there. So OSU is not for the faint of heart, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I don't think there's any love lost for OSU on this uh, on this show. I guess, yeah. No. All right, so after the tailgate here, uh, we have one team, uh, both teams uh, pitching a shutout here. This is fantastic. Uh, you know, so far, so far, uh, Dan and JJ have uh, 30 points, while uh, Scott and I are uh, fantastic, man. We're over so far. It's fantastic. Remarkably consistent. Well, yeah, we're doing great. We're doing we stay great. true to ourselves. That's what we yeah. do on this podcast. Exactly. 
Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. All right, so now we'll go and uh, throw it over to Philip for quarter number one. The first quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Missing link question number one. What web-based telephone company that has also dipped its toes into college uh, bowl game sponsorship was the name of a Florida-based women's professional soccer team in 2011? You want to check that in? Mm-hmm. All right, we're checked in. All right, snacks and beers checked in. Uh, Dan, JJ. JJ, you got anything on this? No. <laughs> Web-based telephone company, was it? Yeah, I can't think of any f- web-based phone companies off the top of my head. I didn't even know that was a thing, if I'm being 100. I mean, I, I know of them, but can we, can we have to go for them from the bowl angle, maybe? Cricket? I don't know if that's web-based at all. I don't think so, but... I mean, I would assume it'd be like a smaller telephone company, right? Yeah. I I, I, I hate to punt, but I, I can't think of anything for this. I have no idea. I mean, the fact that we're not even coming up with any names right now is not a good thing. Yeah. Uh, nope. I don't have... I mean, Cricket's the only option that I got that I can think of as quote-unquote small. Do you want to go with Cricket or what's your... We may as well. I can't think of anything else. All right. So... Matt and Scott, how, um, what did you check in with? Well, so I, I don't even know if this is the right answer, but I know that this is the most annoying uh, commercial uh, song that was stuck in my head for like five years or so. So I'll play a little bit of it here. It's from... Uh... Woo-hoo, woo-hoo-hoo. From uh, Vonage. So your answer is Vonage? Mm-hmm. All right, so no points are going to be awarded here. Oh. The, you know, I, I, Matt, when you said that the annoying commercial angle, I, I thought you had it for sure because this company for a long time had commercials on all the time, and none of the, and I never really made sense about what they did, except for they've thrown a lot of money at their owner has thrown a lot of money at uh, sports things. It is Magic Jack. Oh yeah, okay. I, I think the uh, the bowl game that's been the. Gasparilla Bowl and the you know Bad Boy Mowers Bowl at one point, and I think there may have been Bitcoin Bowl at some point, but I think at, at one point there the Magic Jack Bowl in Tampa or St. Pete, one of the two. But yeah, there's a women's you know the owner acquired a women's soccer team because he thought it was an easy way to make some easy money, uh, but uh, it so shockingly ended up in, in financial ruin, and uh, I think he got taken to court by the other 
owners of the league that folded like a year later. Were they called the Magic Jacks? No, they're just called Magic Jack. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's information I didn't know I needed to know. I remember Magic Jack back in the day, but I don't remember. I didn't think it was web based because I remember when Magic Jack first came out, I was working in radio and they were doing commercials in the late 90s. And it was a little thing that you put in the back of your computer so you could call from your computer. So I didn't know it was web based. Right. And, and then that's where he made his money, apparently, is he sold that, you know, that's where he started, but then he sold that technology to, for, to, to be like a web-based phone system, basically. So, you know, if you had an internet connection, but not a reliable uh, cell connection, you know, something like that, then you, know, you could, you know, have all your calls, you know, go through a site on, on your computer. Yeah, I know when Vonage first came out working in technology, it was a big deal because it was the first web, I thought it was the first web base at the time, but... Okay, number two, a successful Swiss soccer club is named BSC Young Boys. What other European club has a name that means, in a different context, goddess of young men? I'm pretty sure that's it, JJ. Yeah, me too. All right, we'll check in. All right, so the New Orleans people eaters have checked in. Um, Matt and Scott, uh, the floor is yours to talk out. How many international soccer teams can you name? Name a bunch and we'll figure out which one would translate to goddess of young men. Well, I can name a bunch in Bundesliga and that's what I was thinking. You know, I, I just see these names that the that Bayern plays and I'm not, maybe they're, maybe they're not even in Bundesliga because um, maybe they're playing in UEFA. But the one I was thinking of, it was at uh, uh, Um But I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I just don't know the name of that one, and that's the one that's got the weirdest name to me. I don't know. So Javantis? I mean, I don't mind Javant. It sounds like the first name of a running back, but we can go with Javantis. Javantis, yeah. I, I think they're a Bundesliga team, but I'm not sure what city they're in. You're the soccer guy on the team. Okay, we're going to check in with Javantis. Okay, and pronunciations are Javantis. Uh, uh, oh, See, that shows. I just turn it on. I get a notification on my phone when when Bayern's playing, and I click the little button. <laughs> actually, it, it sounds more like a goddess of young men now, Yavantis. So now I actually feel better about it. And Dan and JJ, I figured it came from the same root as juvenile, so uh, we went with Yavantis oh. uh, from uh, Syria. Yep, and both teams are correct. And and Dan, you, you stole you stole my flavor text there of, of the. Uh, of the root word. So, so both points, both teams getting points on that one. So congrats to man, Scott, you guys are on the board. <laughs> yes. I smell comeback. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's it's coming. So the two answers so far missing link are magic Jack and Juventus. Juventus or Juventus, I believe I've heard it pronounced both ways in different broadcasts. So, all right. So missing link number three, when the Boston Patriots moved to Foxborough and were eventually renamed the New England Patriots, what was the team's name supposed to be? This name was rejected by the NFL before New England was accepted. That's as good as I'm going to come up with. So you want to just check that in? Sure. All right. We're checked in. All right. So snacks and beer have checked in. The New Orleans people eaters. You guys talk it out. All right. So. This is going to have to be, I mean, they kept the name the Patriots. I don't think that they were going to change the name of the Patriots. So this has to have something to do with the the area name. They went from being the Boston Patriots to the New England Patriots when they moved out of Boston. 
So it's going to have to have something to do with where they are. Now, did they try to change it to the Massachusetts Patriots? I don't know why the NFL would have said no to that. Because it doesn't fit on like a TV screen or a <laughs> jersey. <laughs> um, I mean, what else is there? They're, I mean, they're, they're already in New England. I mean, it's not going to be the Northeast Patriots, I suppose. Could it be like, does Massachusetts have like a, a state nickname? The Bay State? Could it be like Bay State Patriots? Um, I suppose it could have been. I'm not at all opposed to Bay State. I'm Northeast just doesn't sound right. I don't know. Although Bay State doesn't really, I mean, nothing's going to sound right because we're used to the New England, you know? I mean, yeah. I don't know, JJ. What what do you think? Yeah, either one of those makes sense. Just just pick. Let's just pick one and go with it. Go with your gut. We'll say Bay State chicken. Uh Scott and Matt. Yeah, we uh we didn't come from it, uh come at it from that angle, thinking that it was the beginning name, the the city or the area. We thought it might actually be the nickname itself. Threw around some stuff, tried to think of things that might make sense geographically in the area. We ended up just uh, checking in with the Puritans. JJ, actually, you 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 actually broke it down perfectly. Uh, the rejected name was the Bay State Patriots. Are you kidding me? Um, it was since it was a state nickname and not a geographical reference. Uh, that's what the uh, you know the NFL wanted to to keep it, and and they went with New England versus uh, you know they went New England versus having like Massachusetts since you know. I don't think anybody would want to write or or try to you know do anything with the, with the word that long. Wow, nice job. Okay, so your missing link uh, answers so far are Magic Jack, uh, Juventus, and Bay State. Missing link number four: the 2020 Japan Series champions, nicknamed the Hawks, are named for what international conglomerate? The franchise name is best known in the U.S. for its acquisition in 2019 of WeWork. I know I've heard it a million times, but that name is the only one I can think of. So if you want to check in with that. Yeah, I mean, if, if you've heard it and it's on the tip of your tongue, then. No, but I mean, I'm like 80% sure it's wrong, but I don't think we're going to get <laughs> to it anyway. So That's usually better than the 100% wrong that we are. So I'd yeah. say go for it. Okay, we'll check in. All right, so snacks and beer checked in. New Orleans people eaters. When I'm usually playing trivia and need to answer questions about international business, I usually turn to Phil. So I have no idea what to do with this one. I don't even know what WeWork is. Well, we're looking for their parent company, um, whatever that is. And they're also the corporate name of the Hawks in Japan. Um, I don't see any way of reasoning this out. say amazon they own everything right yeah right they do (laughs) yeah the amazon hawks that sounds like that could work (laughs) we're gonna go with the amazon hawks yeah let's do it (laughs) all right snacks and beer if i had waited 15 seconds i would have come up with it we checked in with the sunlight group but it's called soft group so uh, yeah we're wrong yeah, and I probably would have given you credit if you had said that it's it's the the group is called SoftBank. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So SoftBank, um, but I'm I'm a pretty lenient score, so I, I would probably would have given you credit. But uh, yeah, SoftBank is the name of the group. Uh, they've owned other companies. I think I think one of their one of their biggest companies that they own that that really made it international 
back in like the uh, 90s when they really took off, I think it was Kyocera. So the missing link uh, answers so far are Magic Jack, uh, Juventus, Bay State, and SoftBank. Question number five in Missing Link. Appropriately named as a munition workers club in the 1880s, what Premier League club completed the 2004-2005 season without a loss? We'll go ahead and check it in. All right, so snacks and beer, are they are checked in. JJ, Dan? I'm pretty sure that's Arsenal, right? Yeah, they were big back in the day when I was growing up. That doesn't help us with our uh, theme at all. but uh, Yeah, it doesn't fit our theme either. But um, I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Wait, you got a theme? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's go with Arsenal. All right, Matt and Scott. Yeah, we uh, also checked in with Arsenal. And both teams are getting credit. Uh, yes, it, you know, you know, workers at a munitions plant um, when they decided to form a club, they appropriately named themselves Arsenal. Your missing link answers are Magic Jack, Juventus, Bay State. Um, SoftBank and Arsenal. Wow, Phil, you've outdone yourself on this one. Unless I'm unless I'm just completely overlooking something, I'm stymied here. All right, we're gonna go ahead and check in. All right, so snacks and beer checked in. JJ, I I think it's just five random things that Philip threw together to uh, make us lose our minds. Mm-hmm. That's what I think the theme is. We we said five things that haven't been mentioned on this show ever before. So. <laughs> Well, that's not really true with Arsenal. Arsenal's anyway, been on before. I'm I know. I just... pretty sure uh, Juventus has been too. So, so let me. It, it's more about you know. I think think both teams overthought it a little bit too much here. Uh, so you have you know the, the answer. To the first one is a company. Answer to the second one is Italian word meaning meaning young men or goddess of young men. Uh, the answer to the third one is a nickname. The answer to the fourth one is a company. And the answer to the fifth one is, uh, is is named for a group of group of munition workers. This is something to do with the village people. Nope. <laughs> uh, they're they're all sports franchises that do not have geographic names. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. <laughs> they don't. All right. So after the first quarter, both teams are just knocking out of the park, doing a fantastic job. So uh, we have a score of. New Orleans people eaters with 90 and snacks and beers with 40. So we'll move on to the second quarter, Philip. Okay. Second quarter is pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. All right, pre and post game, question number one. This national championship coach from the University of Washington led the New England Patriots in total yards from scrimmage in 2018 when the team won its most recent Super Bowl. If you're fairly certain on that, I think we can check it in. All right, I'll do it. All right. All right. So the New Orleans people eaters are, are checked in. Uh, Scott and Matt, you guys talked out. So that 2018 New England team, I was saying that uh, James White 
because I know that 2018, that's when, uh, yeah. James White was my initial thought, too, just because all-purpose, he catches a lot, and he rushes the ball. And he had a, he had a ridiculous season that year, too, because I remember usually you don't ever put a New England running back on your fantasy football team. Right. But for some reason, he was going, they were giving him the ball, and not only that, but he was getting a lot of passes out of the backfield because they didn't really have solid wide receiver options. And then the only, I mean, I have no idea. I have no clue on the, who the Washington coach was. Uh, the last time they won the national championship was when they shared it with Nebraska, right? Uh, I only knew, found this out recently when I was on an episode with Marcus that they even won a championship. So I think they said it was 1991. But that doesn't really help if we don't know, no, the know. Coach, who coached them. I know. The only thing I could think of is I thought I thought Washington had a young college i thought they had a younger coach who then later went on to go coach somewhere else and came back years later and coached ucla but i have no idea who that person is um but you said how about we just say rick james white bitch (laughs) i did type that in parentheses (laughs) i mean we gotta get i mean we both feel good about james white so I have no idea of any coach whose last name is James. So yeah, maybe it actually is Rick James, and and we hit the nail on the head. Could We're be. gonna check in with Rick James. All right, White. Uh, Scott and Matt checked in with Rick James White. Uh, Dan JJ. All right, JJ, you got me there. So um, yeah, I just thought it was James White. I would not have gotten James White just because as it's very been very well documented, I don't know my like last five, six years of the NFL very well at Dan's all. Dan's also retired from fantasy football, if you guys didn't know. I am, which means I really well, so don't know. So is Matt, apparently, him. but we're not going to talk no, about Matt's that. No, Matt's not retired. He is just a figurehead fantasy football owner. Uh, fantasy football winner. Just want you to. With an asterisk. No. He wasn't banging on garbage cans or anything. He was yeah. just he didn't actually do in, anything. In a fantasy football league where every other team was owned and controlled by one person, he had a two-man operation going. <laughs> Not two man. It was one man. I sat back and did nothing. So, so you, you admit don't it. deserve the ring. So you admit it. <laughs> yeah, Boom. Sure. What do you think owners do? They don't do anything. I made the executive decision at the very beginning of the year to get Eric Walling as my general manager. So I did exactly, you know, did exactly so you have no room to talk smack because your record is the same as Dan's this year in fantasy football. <laughs> no, no. And that's not a shot. I, I, I was a winner. Play this year because I didn't play (laughs) anyway um you got me to James White which I was never going to get to and then that I wouldn't have gotten this name at all had you not said James White but uh Don James was a uh a coach for Washington a while ago like mid-70s and I don't know how long he went but um he he may very well have been the uh the one that got them the national championship um, I know it wasn't any of the guys that came after him, though, like uh, like uh, Neuheisel or Ty Willingham or Steve Sarkeesian or uh, Peterson. So we went with Don James White. And the, the correct answer is indeed Don James White. So points will be going to the New Orleans people eaters. 
All right, next one. This is going to be a fun one, at least in my opinion, a fun one. I'm not sure about the rest of you guys here. <laughs> That's always good to hear, Phil. Thanks. <laughs> All right. A first-team All-Biggies basketball player from Villanova who almost lost his eye in a game in 2006 was the Biggies player of the year 10 years earlier. I know this one, Matt. Yeah, good because, you know, I'm assuming this is basketball, right? Yep. I, that's correct. I'm, that's not a joke answer. That's it. You want to check in that's with That's it, that? 100%. Okay. Checked in. Snacks and beer, checked in. New Orleans people eaters, go ahead. All right, JJ, that's going to be Ray Allen. Um, oh, I bet you. There was a guy named Alan Ray. Who played for Villanova? That's that's it. Alan it's Ray it's Ray Alan, Alan Ray Allen. Alan Ray Allen. I wouldn't have thought of that if Phil Alan hadn't Ray said Allen. fun. But yeah, that makes sense. That, I'm pretty sure that. And then Scott kind of, um, kind of jokingly said, uh, "That's it. I'm not joking." Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, I'm yeah. almost positive that's it. Alan Ray Allen. Let's go with so that. New Orleans people years check in with Alan Ray Allen, and then uh, snacks and beer. Matt and Scott. Yeah, uh, I remember that Villanova team. I watched them a lot that year. I remember Randy Foy and Mike Nardi. They had a really good set of guards, their best guard, even though he didn't get drafted ahead of Steph Curry like one of the other ones did. Um, <laughs> their best guard was... Side-eye from Dan. <laughs> their best guard was Alan Ray. Uh, and, I, yeah, I remember him very fondly, so it just made sense that the answer would be Alan Ray Allen. So yep, I, I took this out, you know, you know, this is something that uh, when I was uh, uh, assistant sports editor for the Setonian at Seton Hall University, my, my roommate was the, the, the lead uh, sports editor. And we would always joke about, uh, about different names. And this is our, one of our favorite names because, you know, we, we called him uh, Ray Allen's arch nemesis. And the correct answer is uh, <laughs> Alan Ray Allen. So points for both teams there. Yeah, and also from the uh, you know, and, and also if we if we hadn't had previous questions about uh, um, uh, Jordan Cameron Jordan and uh, Jordan who's Jordan. the other one that you had um, one of your episodes you had the same thing. Um, now I can't remember who it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cameron. Yeah, uh, Jordan Cameron Jordan. Uh, it'll probably come to me in like twenty minutes or something. But I'm trying to do one with with God, Sham God, God, Sham God, <laughs> God, Sham right. God, Sham God. <laughs> All right, so pre and post game number three, we're heading back to the Big East basketball. You guys, you know, tell you know, tell a little bit here. And I had to limit myself with Big East basketball questions, but so so. But um, this former All American at UConn, who is considered by by some to be the head coach in waiting, clubbed over fifty home runs twice in a season for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, and I'll just add that this player for the Pittsburgh Pirates is the only pirate to hit uh, 50 or more home runs in season. Oh, you got it there. I don't know if that's right. Let's check it in. That's the best I can do. All right. We're checking. Right. Scott and Matt uh, have checked in Dan and JJ floor is yours. Okay. I I'm, I'm fairly confident. I know who the baseball player is, but I'm having a really hard time making the, the basketball player work. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Ralph Kiner. But who works with that? I, 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 I think this is going to be a woman because Oriyama's 
going to be gone at some point, right? I mean, he's been coaching forever. Sure. So it's going to be someone that used to play for him. So Maya Moralf Kiner. Um, Sounds fantastic. Diana Tarasi Ralph Kiner. I, I, I know I sound like, uh, sound like Eric now, but either one of those, they definitely work. Sue, Sue Bird Ralph Kiner. I, yeah, all three of those work. I mean, no, they all work. Rebecca Lobo yeah. Ralph Kiner. I'm, oh, take one and run. All right. We'll go with, uh, Maya Moralf. Kinder. All right, so the New Orleans people you have checked in with with what Dan just said there. All right, what what about uh, uh, for the team of snacks and beer? Yeah, th- this is a, a tough one. Trying trying to think of who could be an heir apparent that was an All American at UConn, uh, and just trying to think of it from that side, thinking of when they may have played at UConn. If Presumably, if they're head coach and waiting, they're probably not still an active player was kind of my thought. So I kind of ruled out Tarasi and, and Sue Bird and people, Maya Moore, people that are currently playing. And I just couldn't get it from the women's side. None of the names seemed to work. So back going back to the men's side, I thought maybe they, they will try another Kevin Ollie situation and, and have you know an alumni take over the reins. So then I started thinking who would fit the timeline so I started thinking, like, this has got to be maybe like a late 90s, early 2000s All-American from UConn. So I started thinking, like, Ben Gordon, Rudy Gay, guys like that. None of that seemed to fit. Um, and for the Pirates player, we were kind of stuck between uh, Ralph Kiner yeah, I said, and Roberto Clemente. Yeah, uh, both- yeah I said that uh, Willie Stargell, Ralph Kiner, and Andrew McCutcheon, McCutcheon excuse me, and... Uh, and Roberto Clemente are the only big home runners that the Pirates have had. Yeah, so Barry Bonds pre, you know, roids. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think as a Pirate, Barry ever hit more than 25. But <laughs> um, So with that in mind, thinking that R- Roberto or Ralph would hopefully get us somewhere, the only UConn All-American team I could come up with who isn't currently active and maybe could be a coach is Karan Butler. So... We checked in with Karan Butler, Ralph Kiner. All right, so no, no points being worded for this question. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, Dan was Dan. You were on the right track. Um, the you know this particular player. She was a uh, high school player of the year in 1996. Uh, was an All American, and then just had some pretty gruesome knee injuries in both knees that ended. Um, that effectively ended her playing career. And she's been a coach at UConn since 2008. Uh, it is the connection is Shay Ralph Kiner. Shay Ralph. Shay Ralph was a shooting guard, a point guard, shooting guard, kind of combo guard with the all American with UConn member of their either. I think 2000, 2001 was there was you know, the, the team that she was on that won the, the championship. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Phil, I'm learning things today. All right. Bombeck, I will Venmo you five bucks. <laughs> Who? Yeah, I haven't gotten my T-shirt yet. Available on T Public if you guys are interested. But who? <laughs> Never heard of that. Person. Taking this opportunity to learn new things. Thank you, thank you, Phil. All right. So the next one, hopefully with some uh, names that you're more familiar with here. Next pre and post game number four. 
a Masters champion and not a fan of collard greens, this Dominican pitcher got nailed with an 80-game suspension just months after signing a $54 million deal with the Minnesota Twins in 2014. Yep. Yep. Mm. We'll check in. Do it. All right. The New Orleans Peep Leaders have checked in. Snacks and beer. Uh, floor is yours. That Twins pitcher, 2014. I can't even think of any Dominican. I mean, pitchers in 2014 for the Twins. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the rotation back then, but there's so much turnover. I mean, they still had, you know, soft throwing white guys, you know, Gibson and yes, um, right, right, right. <laughs> Booth Bonser was gone, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> Booth Bonser. My wife had a Booth Bonser okay, shirt. Yeah, okay, Bonser. right. So Kyle Gibson. Um, Kyle Gibson, yeah, and then uh, Phil. Um, Phil Hughes, yeah, yeah. All Phil of those Hughes. guys are Dominican. But I can't think of. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. I if I can they, get they, some of the rotation in my head, I can think of MLB the show, and it yeah. might help me get there if I can put together some of the rotation. Or it could be but with that. Uh, they had uh, Santana, not Johan. They had another guy named Santana Irvin? for a couple of years. Oh, Irvin this might Santana. be Irvin Santana. Could it be him? It, he would. He did sign know. a big free agent deal with them. Okay, and he, so that's one part of it. Maybe he was kind of a troublemaker. <laughs> What was the other part then? <laughs> Masters champion. <laughs> so whose la- who's last name is Irvin? Michael. Masters champion, <laughs> Michael Irvin. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> Masters champion, Michael Irvin. <laughs> Do you see uh, him in a green jacket? <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know if it was fly. White powder would really, really stand out on the... Uh, yeah, I was gonna say the white powder. <laughs> Is that dandruff on your jacket there, Michael? Um, no, <laughs> it's baby powder from my hands. Uh, so it doesn't have to be Irvin for the last name. It could just end in Ur. Ar- Arnold Palm Irvin Santana. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, it fits. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, there are other Urs. I'm sure there are other Urs that have won the Masters in the long storied history. But obviously, Arnold Palmer sticks out, and not just because I had a drink of his earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to check in with that? Sure, we will check in with Arnold Palm Irvin Santana. All right, so Snacks and Beer checks in with Arnold Palm Irvin Santana. Um, the uh, people eaters how uh, let's hear what you guys have i was so excited when the twins signed irvin santana and then he proceeded to uh get hit with an 80 game suspension I was like, oh man but i got there through the golfer and then had to think of irvin santana later um i remember um he made quite a quite a stir when he uh when he made this comment very very racist comment i'm not going to go through the entire thing but um he was concerned as to what tiger woods might choose to have for the the the, the catered meal at uh, at augusta and um it was fuzzy zeller who who made those comments? So it was Fuzzy Zeller and Santana, and, and Dan nailed the the flavor text as well with it. Uh, it correct answer is Fuzzy Zeller and Santana. 
Matt, our, our, our wrong answers, our wrong answers are my favorite so far. Ron Butler, Ralph Kiner, and Arnold Palmer, and Santana. Yep, I like it. Rick James. Rick White. James White is a good one. <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing Rick good. Rick James White could be a uh, episode <laughs> title too. That's up there. Rick James expletive White. Yeah, with like the pound sign. Yeah. <laughs> All right, pre and post game number five. This co this co owner of an MLS franchise was named head coach of the Brooklyn Nets in the summer of 2020, and won the New York City Marathon in 2017. The first American woman to do so in 40 years. You're right, JJ, but I'm not going to come up with the other name unless you know it. Women's uh marathon runners not my surprisingly not in my wheelhouse wow. um, we found one. Oh my god mark it down women's marathon runners and all current sports the uh the mind palace doesn't contain like old tubs and tubs full of no you know no? i surprisingly don't have anything in the mind palace on uh, marathon runners Totally Again, if I have to know this information, I go to my teammate, Phil. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a very much of a know your host type of question. So, so yeah, for, well, know my host. For, but... for those who don't know, I, I you know one of my hobbies is I, I'm a certified running coach and and I've run nine, yeah, nine marathons so far. One of his hobbies is running marathons. I've probably run about one marathon in my whole life. If you take all my runs, if I run 26 meters, I'm spent. <laughs> I, I went, I was going to go to the fridge during halftime, but then I realized like it's too far. So it says a lot about me. I like your answer, JJ. Let's go with that. So right. the New Orleans people years have locked, I've checked in. Um, Scott and Matt. All right. Well, here comes another great wrong answer from us. Uh, since we also like Dan. Uh, not our wheelhouse, female marathon runners. Uh, I know Steve Nash is the new Brooklyn Nets head coach and he's a soccer guy, so that makes sense that he's the first part. Uh, we threw out some possible potential first names that, you know, have the ash in it or the sh in it. But in the end, we're just going to go with Steve Nashley and Mary-Kate Olsen. All right. Uh, new Orleans people leaders. <laughs> Nashley. <laughs> oh go ahead JJ so we also knew we knew Stephen Nash right off the bat as the Brooklyn Nets head coach and then uh, I was trying to go the only one I got so we checked in with uh, Steve Nash Lucan. wrong sport but I, yeah, definitely you know Nash and not the same name not the right name either, but. So, so I think we were closer on that one didn't, she, didn't they do the marathon in a New York minute? So, so Dan, I, I did think you may have gone into the Mind Palace and, and you know, uh, you know, this actually was, question was a little bit inspired by it. Um, uh, one of our competitions with the online quiz league, uh, USA, um, it had, had a paired questions about, you know, you know, for the format, they, they have a question in the first half and then the second half from the same category. And, and that you know, both questions had to do with the you know, American um, women's uh, marathon champions, and and this was in one. So when when, when Dan made the joke about the mind palace, I'm like, oh no, you you really could go because I think you're playing in a game, Dan. You may have you know heard this, but the 
I don't know her. I remember her last name. I don't remember her first name. It's Flanagan. Correct. Yep. It is Steve oh. Nashalane Flanagan. Shalane Flanagan is the is the marathon champ. So I thought when you, when you made the mind palace joke, I was just like, you know, don't don't crack a smile because I know you you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I do remember Flanagan. I I would never have come up with Shalane mm-hmm. though. No. But yeah, so so Shalane Flanagan just you know recently re- retired and was you know you know, I think she's a couple years older than me. And you know, I remember in high school, always reading about her winning, you know, breaking every single record and went to college down. I think she was here down here in North Carolina, University of North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, then professionally moved up to a, um, to be a, a champion marathoner. So, so we are done with the first half. I think people are thankful for that. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's a a few days after Christmas here. Do you guys remember the name of the little kid that befriended the Grinch? I believe it was Cindy Lou. Who? Cindy Lou. Who? <laughs> okay, so heading into the halftime, we have a score of snacks and beer. I mean, with a very very respectable sixty points so far. <laughs> we got one of those. I know. Um, yep. We got yeah, Alan Ray. Yeah, Allen. We got Alan Ray Allen. So. <laughs> And uh, uh, keeping the lead it would be the New Orleans People Eaters with 150 points. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. All right, so you're halftime, and and I, I'm I'm not a, a sadist here, you guys. I, trust me. Um, but it's uh, this is going to be you know probably the most straightforward halftime you guys have ever had in your show's history. Good. Um, and, and yep. And I'm going to list five, uh, you know, five sports maneuvers or plays, and you give the corresponding movie. We can do this. Number one, the Pamchenko. Can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> there was once a movie that included the sports maneuver, the Pamchenko. We can check that in. All right. The New Orleans People Eaters checked in. Scott and Matt. Yeah. So Scott wrote uh, Blades of Glory, question mark? It, it sounded like some sort of either like figure skating or gymnastics type maneuver. And Pam from The Office was in that movie. Exactly, so. right. There you go. The Pam Shango. So I like that. All right, we're checked in with Blades of Glory. All right. And the New Orleans people, uh, Eaters? Well, uh, D.B. Sweeney would have had a really hard time uh, doing this because he kept uh, tripping on his toe pick in The Cutting Edge. The correct answer is The Cutting Edge. Wrong figure skating movie, Matt. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Number two. The annexation of Puerto Rico. Checked in. Check it in. <laughs> I'll let you guys decide who wants to, to answer the, the question first. JJ, you, you had so much enthusiasm. Go ahead. Yeah, so as soon as Philip started talking about it, I told, uh, I sent a message to Dan and I said, if he says annexation of Puerto Rico, I got that. And so it's just hilarious. So we'll check in with the little giants. All right, and snacks and beer. This is the most confident I feel of any answer in this game so far. 
<laughs> we checked in with the Little Giants. Little Giants is correct. Number three, the Triple Lindy. Good check in. All right, the New Orleans people eaters have checked in. Snacks and beer. That one might be Blades of Glory. Um, I, know, I mean, yeah, it's the thing. Obviously, this also sounds like figure skating. It could also be like skateboarding or snowboarding, but I can't name too many movies involving those. The Cube. Yeah. Like, um, Triple Lindy. That sounds familiar, but I can't think of where I know it from. Yeah. Um, my my best friend's ex wife name is Lindy, and uh, she does weigh over three hundred pounds. So that would actually be a perfect nickname for her. Um, the Packers used to have a head coach named Lindy Vonte, so having three of him would have been just as bad as having one of him. Okay, because he was. A horrible I don't know guy. if that helps us though. <laughs> the triple Lindy. Um, do you want to go play to Glory again? <laughs> it's got to be right one of these times, right? Anything that sounds remotely figure skating. <laughs> Our answer is play to glory. All right, snacks yeah, and beer. Is that your final? Sure. All right, say uh, blades of glory. Uh, Dan and JJ. Not a uh, figure skating maneuver. It's a dive, and it was done by uh, Rodney Dangerfield in Back to School. Oh, that's back to school is correct. And yep, Dan, Dan, once again, stole everything I was going to say <laughs> about it. So number four, number four is the Iron Lotus. We can check in. All right. The New Orleans people here have checked in. Matt, I think this is Blades of Glory. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I've heard of the Iron Lotus before. I've seen that movie. It's got to be right one of these times. I... <laughs> uh, I'm trying to. Th- I've definitely heard this before, so I'm trying to think of what other movies would have something like that in it. I was thinking of yoga, but <laughs> how many yoga movies do you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Iron Lotus. Right, trying to think of what else it, like it would be. Maybe it's a ballet movie. It's this black swan. Let's go with Blades of Glory just for fun. Right. Have you seen Black Swan? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> We're checking in with Blades of Glory. All right. So <laughs> Snacks and Beer have checked in with Blades of Glory. The New Orleans people eaters. So uh, I was I literally messaged Dan right before this, and I said, I'm going to cry when it's Iron Lotus and they miss it. Because that is Blades of Glory. <laughs> I was hoping so badly you guys missed it. No way. <laughs> what is it? Three out of four ain't bad? <laughs> Wasn't that your team name? Uh, two out of three. So it, it is the, 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 the figure skating move that was only used once and resulted in a decapitation in North Korea. And that was in <laughs> Blades of Glory. I, I've been able to keep a straight face this whole time, except for when, <laughs> except for when, when I, I don't know if it was Matt or Scott, whoever, like, you know, the out sarcastically, oh, it must be Blades of Glory. You know, I can't, with the sarcastic tone, I started laughing because I started thinking, like, what if they just go down a whole different direction and just answer some random movie? I was yeah. hoping so bad. 
Can we guess Blades of Glory for the fifth I mean, one we just can. right now? <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> All right, so both teams got points there. All right, final one here at halftime. Final movie here. Uh, number five is The Picket Fence. I don't think it's Blades of Glory. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll check in Blades of Glory. I mean, uh, we'll check in. <laughs> All right, so Dan and JJ have checked in. Scott and Matt. Sounds like a football thing. Might be basketball, though. Wait, no. Picket fence. Could be. It's not in Hoosiers, right? They don't do that. Mm, uh, not that I recall. Did they do it in Blue Chips? I don't remember seeing that movie. I think I saw it once. I guess it could um, be basketball. I don't know. My mind went to football. Yeah, me too. But you think about it more. I mean, if you're going to run a picket fence... It'd be something like setting, setting up four up, guys. Setting up like pick, on... maybe. Yeah. All right. Basketball movie. It's not Coach Carter. I don't think it's uh, the Whoopi Goldberg classic, Eddie. What? I don't. Yeah, I don't remember being. How could it not be that one? Um, For, it's Hoosiers is sticking in my brain. Okay. I'm almost certain it's wrong, but for some reason it's. All right, well, pick between Hoosiers or Blades of Glory. Well, that'll be like. <laughs> All right, we're going to check in with Blades of Glory. No, just kidding. Hoosiers. <laughs> All right, so Snacks and Beer checked in with Hoosiers. Uh, New Orleans people eaters. So I was just trying to think. I said, I know it's the movie about the white basketball team. And then Dan said, is that Hoosiers? And I said, Yes. So we checked in with Hoosiers. Yep. Don't get caught watching the paint dry. It is Hoosiers. So after the halftime, we have scores of New Orleans People Leaders with 250 and Snacks and Beer with 120. And that will take us into the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. So now on to the second half and back to Philip for the third quarter. Coming back from halftime, we're going to do... The third quarter, which is going to be David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of five pairs of questions. One easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, each team will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 20 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. All right, first, uh, the first question, David, winning the award in 1963, who is the last member of a service academy to win the Heisman Trophy? Question one, Goliath, winning the award in 1951, who is the last Ivy League athlete to win the Heisman Trophy? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and check in. Snacks and beer have checked in. The New Orleans, um, New Orleans New Orleans people eaters. Go ahead. Roger Staubach's going to be the David. 
I know the name it's in there somewhere of the last Ivy league to do it. I think it's like Cornelius. That's what I assume when I hear Ivy league. No, it's not Cornelius. Um, (laughs) It's a last name. That's it's a, Oh man. It's a last name that for some reason to me, it sticks out. Lundberg. Um, It's not Lundberg. Um, Cornelius Lundberg. (laughs) (laughs) Is it because you aren't smart enough to get to an Ivy League or not athletic enough to win a Heisman? It's a little bit of both. Um, (laughs) This was, man, he went to, I'm pretty sure he went to Princeton. That's not going to help me get the name. There's a place you can go. Yeah, I'm not and it's certain. not downtown. When the amount of time I'm going to have to spend in there. To, then you can always go. Dance the amount of time I'm going to have to spend in there to find this name, though this 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 name is filed away in like the card catalog. It's not sure digital it's not anymore. Um, I'm going to have a real hard time remembering this one. Um, I'm just, all I'm saying is we have a sound bite that we specially made for the Mind Palace. You got to go there at least once an episode. <laughs> See if I in the sound bite. Here's the problem, though: is if I go there and don't come back with it, I ruin the aura of the Mind Palace. So <laughs> I just don't. We don't have to tell people. There. We don't have to tell people that you went. We can just omit it at that point. Oh, JJ, this is one that I'm, I'm not going to pull it, but I'm going to as soon as he says it, it's going to be very familiar to me. But I don't. I don't think I'm going to be able to get it. Cornelius Lumberg. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with Staubach. Let's just go with Staubach. We'll check in with uh, Roger Staubach. All right, so the New Orleans people leaders have uh, checked in with Roger Staubach for David. Uh, snacks, and, uh, snacks and beer. Yeah, we uh, checked in with the same thing. Both teams will be getting uh, credit for uh, the David is Roger Staubach, one from the Naval Academy in 1963. Although, in my opinion, uh, and of course, I, I look at you know the Heisman Trophy a little differently. I would have voted uh, Keenan Reynolds in 2015, but that's just my own uh, personal preference. But uh, in 1951, Dan, you are correct from Princeton University. It is from somebody from my neck of the woods, uh, from uh, native of Maumee, Ohio, and his namesake is on the football and track stadium at Maumee High School. Uh, is Dick Kazmaier? Kazmaier, that's right. Okay, I like Cornelius Lundberg better. Mm. Okay, so we're going to move on to question two of David versus uh, Goliath. And for these, I will need both the both the, the city and nickname. Starting in 1997, what defunct franchise won the first four WNBA championships? Well, I know this one, Matt. Goliath for number two, starting in 1996. What defunct franchise won the first two ABL championships? We're checked in. All right, so checked in. We have uh, we have snacks and beer. So uh, Dan and JJ, uh, go ahead. All right. Well, it's the Houston Comets for the uh, for the first one. David, yeah, yeah. This is the the precursor to the WNBA. There were only like four, six teams, something like that. I thought. I yeah. I think we just go with the one we know. Yeah. Unless you got something for this. Nope. All right. We'll we'll go with the Houston Comets then. Uh Dan and JJ have checked in with David. Uh Houston Comets. Yeah, it's a shame that they're they're no longer a franchise because they were the best WNBA team 
for a while. They had awesome jerseys, a cool logo, and a pretty fun name. We checked in with David, uh, the Houston Comets. Um, both teams ans- answered uh, the correct answer and uh, and great summation there, uh, Scott. They they were um, you said exactly everything there you know, needs to be said about Houston. They really were just a stack stack team. They just dominated those first four years. So Houston Comets is the uh, correct answer. Both teams getting points for that. The Goliath answer is the Columbus Quest. Number three in David versus Goliath. Representing her home nation on her home soil in athletics, who won the 100-meter dash gold medal at the 1996 Summer Olympics? Number three, Goliath. Representing her home nation uh, on her home soil in athletics, who won the 400-meter dash gold medal at the 2000 Summer Olympics? We'll check in. The New Orleans people eaters have checked in. Snacks and beer. uh, Floor is yours. There was an Australian runner back then who used to like wear like run with like a full bodysuit. No, I thought there was. I, no, I'm not saying there wasn't. I don't remember that. I don't yeah. recall that. That sounds like if I saw it on ESPN, I probably would have changed the channel back to wrestling. <laughs> I can't think of the person's name. I thought if I came up with that, maybe you would come up with that name. Uh, 96. Flojo is what I was thinking. Marion Jones would have been like 2004 and 2000 and 2004. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking Flojo, but what was, I don't know if she ran. Did she, was she? Well, yeah, but there was like about three different gals that were all about that time frame, but I can't think of their other, their gals names. Who was the person who had the long fingernails? Was that Flojo? I don't know where you know these things, these characteristics from, but I have no idea who wore a full body suit or how long anyone's fingernails were, what color they painted their toes, what type of braid their hair was in. I have no idea about any of these. I was seven years old looking at Dominique Mochianu. That's it for that Olympics. That's it. And just so you know, she did a French braid and her toes were green. <laughs> All right. Do you have something better for either one of these questions? No. <laughs> I'm sure I'll know the name when I hear it if it's not Flo Joe, but it's not coming to me. So if you want to go Flo Joe, we can. I don't, I don't, sure. you know, I, it's probably not right. I mean, we might as well go with Flo from Progressive, but we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to check in with uh, Flo Joe. The team of Snacks and Beer checked in with Flojo, Florence Griffith Joyner, Dan, and JJ. All right, three things. First of all, the name your own price tool would have been an unfair advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Second, Flojo did have the really long Thank nails. You. Thank you. And third, you are right. It's the woman who wore the, the full body suit. I can't remember her name. So we just checked in with gail devers who uh won on a uh like a photo finish if i remember correctly in 96 the answer to the david i think i know the goliath now sorry so the answer to the david is in fact gail devers and and matt to make you feel better her she was known for her nails and she's known for having nails that were longer than uh, flojo's nails so Um, and she actually had to start <laughs> when she started out of the block. She had to start on her uh, on her knuckles instead of her fingertips. I think the Goliath, her last name is Freeman. 
You are correct, Kathy Freeman, uh, known for wearing that bodysuit. And then also one of the reasons why she made such you know, huge headlines, other than being one of the greatest athletes in Australian history, is also that she is uh, uh, Aboriginal. And that, uh, uh, that was a huge, huge deal in Sydney. All right, moving on, David versus Goliath, number four. After being dismissed by the U.S. national team and before being named the first ever coach of Los Angeles Football Club, Bob Bradley was the first American manager in the Premier League when he led what club for 11 matches in 2016? uh, Goliath, number four. After being dismissed by the U.S. national team and before being named the first ever coach of Los Angeles Football Club, Bob Bradley was the manager of what African national team that narrowly missed the World Cup in 2014? Yeah, let's go ahead and try that. Why not? <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and check in there, Philip. Okay, snacks and beer checked in. Uh, New Orleans people eaters. I think, I'm not sure, JJ, but I think he had something to do with Egypt. I don't know why that's sticking out to me. And I'm not thinking of the EPL team. I, I, I have no idea on that one. Do you, do you have anything on him? Probably uh, not. <laughs> well, thanks for assuming the best in me. Correct. I don't have any. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why. I, I don't know why Egypt's sticking out to me at all. But um, I... I, I don't have, I, I, I feel more confident in Egypt than I do about any team that he would have coached in the EPL. Yeah. I'm okay with going with, uh, with Egypt. All right. We'll check in with Egypt then. Dan and JJ have checked in with Egypt for Goliath, Matt and Scott. Yeah. You know, now that he says it, I'm almost confident that it was Egypt, but we checked in with uh, Cameroon for the Goliath. The correct answer for Goliath uh, is indeed Egypt. Uh, for David, my, my hint would have uh, my hint was going to be that he was the second of three managers that this club had before getting relegated at the end of the season, um, and and that club is uh, Swansea, Swansea City. Swansea, yeah. David, a famous golfer who played collegially for for Wake Forest. Who won his only U.S. Open title in 1960 in front of an army of fans? Goliath for number five. A famous golfer who played collegially for Wake Forest, who won his only U.S. Open title in 2012 and had his trophy ceremony interrupted by a guy crowing like a bird? Yeah, we can, we can check in. The New Orleans people leaders have checked in. So the David is uh, Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to interrupt you. That. <laughs> yeah, so he said uh, by an army of fans, and it's got to be Arnold Palmer because those Arnie's army. So right, that makes sense. Um, yep. Any idea about who got caught at? No, twenty twelve only U.S. Open win. Uh, twenty twelve. I mean, that's like peak. My not paying attention to half of yeah. the world, right? kids were around that time and then golf right sure okay yeah let's just uh we'll we'll do the david we're gonna check in with uh arnold palmer for david hey uh the team of snacks and beer have checked in uh david with arnold palmer go with uh dan and jj for uh for your answer 
I would not have had this one except for just the circumstances of my life at the time. I had just moved to Charlotte um, the previous October, and it was a big deal because he was from Charlotte. It's uh, Webb Simpson. Dan, you're, you're correct. And, and once again, Dan, you, you stole you stole what I was going to say about afterwards. So. Yeah, Dan, from now on, JJ does the talking because he's not stealing the flavor text. Because <laughs> I'm not stealing any text because I don't know squat. <laughs> I'm the one calling. <laughs> All right. So uh, nice job there. It looks like. Um, uh, you didn't, what was the answer for the David? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And and geez. Yeah. And, and thank you, Matt, for, for catching that. Uh, and the answer for David uh, is indeed uh, Arnold Palmer. Um, Arnold Palmer has, you know, obviously his story storied career, but uh, only one, um, only one U.S. Open title and is very, uh, very early in his career. All right, so after the third quarter, we have scores of New Orleans People Eaters with 410 points and Snacks and Beer with 180 points. So we'll turn it over to Philip for the uh, fourth quarter. That brings us to the fourth quarter, known as... The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. So, so the categories here have a theme, and the theme is, is that each of the categories are, are titled for TV shows that I binged during uh, 2020, during this, this great, glorious, glorious year. Oh no, why do um, I feel like I'm getting Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Unbreakable. Uh, uh, category number one is Veronica Mars, which is a category about soccer. Category two is Friday Night Lights, which is a category about college football. Love that show. Nice choice. Good one. Good one. Category three is The Good Place, and mm. that will be uh, a category about Olympic sports. Category four is The Last Dance. Uh, which will be about basketball. Category five is Ted Lasso, which unlike the sport in the show, this this category is going to be about baseball. Yes, it is now time for our teams to uh, submit their wagers. Okay, our wagers are, are in. We're going to start with a uh, category of Veronica Mars, which is going to be a category about soccer. It's actually kind of soccer adjacent, I would say. After some impressive social media sleuthing, Colleen Rooney, the wife of Wayne Rooney, uh, posted accusations in, in October of 2019 that Rebecca Vardy, the wife of Leicester City star Jamie Vardy, was selling, was selling Colleen's private Instagram post to the sun. This earned Colleen Rooney what literary nickname? <laughs> oh, obviously. Sorry, I, I left off the last part there. <laughs> you want to do that? That's that's a little that's a little racy. <laughs> it's a Marcus answer if I've ever heard one. And we can either do my first one or one of the ones I put there. <clears throat> you want the first one? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't care. All right, we're gonna go check in. <laughs> All right. Um, we, we have checked in from Snacks and Beer, the New Orleans People Eaters. Talk it out. 
we we've literal literary sleuth so who do we have that are i mean we've got you like you said sherlock holmes there's poirot hercule Poirot, however you say his name in french um cornelius lundberg cornelius the, um, uh the pink panther <laughs> i mean agatha christie's the 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 writer she's a woman so i mean i don't know what do you think jj what do we what do we do here there is no correct answer so no i i believe there is one i just don't think we're gonna get it um we have it yeah so like call her sherlock or sherlock uh christie sherlock christie sherlock rooney i could see them calling her sherlock we'll, we'll go with sherlock all right the new orleans people for, for zero points new orleans people you're selecting with sherlock for zero points yeah, uh, after we submitted our, init- our initial answer, which is <laughs> awesome. Sorry, I just read something. Uh, after we submitted our initial answer, I started thinking the sleuthing would give it away, and I was thinking literary, so I thought maybe Nancy Drew or Harriet the Spy or something along those lines, since she's a female. But literary nickname, I was trying to think of something that made sense. Figure if she's trolling around Instagram, you know, that can get a lot of people in trouble. So we checked in with Moby Dick Pick. <laughs> you don't have to repeat it. <laughs> so then the answer it's more that you know, I'm just trying to not to, you know, catch my breath from laughing. Snacks and beer uh checked in. And what was your checked in with Moby Moby Dick Pick? <laughs> What's your uh what was your wager? Uh, 11 points. Mm-hmm. So both teams are, are wrong here. Dan, you, you came closest, Dan. Tabloids for, for you know, soccer stars, for their wives and girlfriends, they call them wags. Oh, it's Wagatha Christie, isn't it? Wagatha Christie. Oh, that's, cool. that's a good name. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I, like, I like theirs better. Second, the, the second uh, question, put your fours up, is, is category of Friday Night Lights. College football first implemented overtime for bowl games in the 1995 season. The first game played that, the first bowl game that season was the Las Vegas Bowl. And appropriately, it went into overtime. With clear eyes and full hearts, the winning team couldn't lose and capped an undefeated season in overtime. What school blasted off to a victory over Nevada to open the bowl season? We could check in. The team of the New Orleans people leaders have checked in. Uh, snacks and beer, go right ahead. So oh, it seems like we both picked up on that blasted off clue. Yeah. So it's not going to be a team that normally would face Nevada. So it's got to be somebody from a different conference. Blasted off, you know, has a Comets theme. Yeah, comets or rockets or right, like a NASA some space. sort of aerospace thing. But I can't think of any college teams Is that are called the rock rockets. Who was that? Blast off. Oh, you know who there is a Mac team that's the Rockets. Um they have like a rocket logo. It's not the Zips, is it? Akron? Is it the Akron Zips? Some Mac team, some Ohio team has like that is a know your host. That makes sense. Is it the Akron? Is it, are they called the Zips, right? Akron is the Zips. I know that. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't have anything better. 
Go for it. We're going to check in with the Akron Zips. Okay. And how many points are you wagering? 22 points. Okay. Uh, Dan, JJ. So yeah, going with the going with know your host is the right way to go on this one. Unfortunately, you need to know him just a little bit better to know that Phil is from Toledo. So this is the uh, Toledo Rockets for zero points. Yeah, and the correct answer is the the Toledo Rockets, who went undefeated that season, and uh, and ironically, they finished that season with a tie because they um, they didn't have overtime until the bowl game. Question number three is going to be uh, under the category of the good place. Though not a bank of limit of limitless knowledge, this long distance swimmer at one point held world records in the 400 meter, 800 meter, and 1500 meter freestyle events. Matt, are you not answering the chat because you're in the mind closet? Oh, it's fine if you're in there. It's just I know there's a lot of lint and cobwebs. Yeah, he just moved, so he had to move the mind pal the mind closet too. Whoa, right? I was gonna say don't don't call his a mind palace. Trademark. Yeah, TM. We'll check in. Okay. The the team of the New Orleans uh people years have checked in. Uh Matt and Scott. Uh yes, Matt. <laughs> Ted Danson is in the good place. I just was trying to throw things out there that might no, be able no. to jog your memory or something. Yeah. Uh Ted Maya Danson Rudolph. And, yeah, she was the judge. That 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 could be a person, a swimmer. Is it Wilma Rudolph? <laughs> <laughs> she was a sprinter, wasn't she? Hey, she, she was very talented. She was. I have zero idea. Um, let's yeah. go with uh, not Wells Fargo. Okay, <laughs> we're checked in with not Wells Fargo. And for how many points? Thirty-three. Uh, Thirty-three. Dan and JJ. Bank of Limitless Knowledge is not clicking with me, and it should. I love that show, and I can't – it's just not clicking with me. So uh, we went with uh, the person from that show who would uh, most likely be an Olympic swimmer, and that would be Mendoza for zero points. So the Bank of Limitless Knowledge is the, the part that I was saying that that the hint is this is the only question that where the show factors into the answer. Yeah. Bank of Limitless Knowledge, the character of Janet. Oh, Janet. Mm. Does that steer you in the right direction for anybody? Janet unless Jackson. It's, unless it's Janet Mendoza. No, nope. uh, Janet <laughs> Evans from oh. late, late 80s, early, early 90s held all, all of those you know, 400 through mm-hmm. uh, 1500 records at the same time. I remember Janet Evans. I would never have gotten there, but yeah, I remember her. Number four uh, under the category of last dance. John Wooden is one of two coaches to win the NCAA men's basketball tournament in his final game as a college coach. What eccentric coach uh, retired at the age of 48 after winning the, the title in 1977? <laughs> We're checked in. All right. The, teams of, the, the team of snacks and beer has checked in. The New Orleans people eaters. And I I know who this guy is. Oh man. He he coached uh Marquette. Uh he was he was a he was on NBC for for a long time as a broadcaster. Oh man. Can't remember his name. Died like 15, 16 years ago. 
um, I can't remember his name. Any of that ring a bell with you, JJ? Nothing. Oh, man. Hold on. He's going. It's Al McGuire. And how many points for zero points? <laughs> all that, all that effort, but I appreciate it. And snacks and beer. Didn't come up together. with Al McGuire. Didn't come up with. Didn't come up with Lizzie McGuire or any any McGuire for that. Mark McGuire, nothing. Lizzie McGuire. We went back to the well. We did. Yeah, I said Lizzie. Oh, okay. We uh we went back to the well, so we we checked in. What did we uh, bid, Matt? Forty four. Uh, we bid forty four points on that one. Yeah. 44 points, and we'll say it on three, Matt. One, two, three. Blades, Blades of, of glory. Blades of glory. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was hoping for a Chas Michael Michelson. Yeah. But uh, um, the correct answer is indeed Al McGuire. Uh, he was only 48 years old, but he had been a college head coach for 20 years, 13 of them at Marquette. Um, 77 was his second trip to the Final Four, first uh, championship, and he also won the NIT as a head coach. Um, 77 is also my mom's freshman year, Marquette. So that's a, uh, uh, when I was going through, you know, after, uh, after she passed away, we, you know, you know, some of, uh, you know, a lot of her like Marquette stuff uh, ended up in one of our, you know, in like a store, one of our storage uh, bins. And when I moved recently, I was going through uh, her like Marquette storage bin and the, yeah, that she has a hat and a t-shirt from that 77 season, which is pretty, pretty funny and it just kind of you know lasting uh lasting uh all that time so so yeah the yeah marquette uh 1977 champions with al mcguire and as as dan said he he uh worked as a, a commentator mostly with nbc uh after he retired from coaching okay so last question number five uh the uh the under the title of ted lasso a TV show about soccer, but our question here is going to be about baseball. What journeyman outfielder, a midseason signing by the Washington Nationals in 2019, changed his walk-up uh, music uh, that summer to Baby Shark? The team's turnaround started around the same time as that music change. Superstitious teammates and fans credit the song for the World Series championship. And I got this. I can check in. All right. The New Orleans people eaters have checked in. I remember hearing something about this, Matt, but I can't remember who the player was. Well, I remember a couple of months back, you and somebody else going through basically the entire Nationals roster. Me and Mason. To figure out yeah. who got some sort of hit in the seventh inning of the seventh game or something like that. Um, yeah, and we guessed Howie Kendrick. So, yeah, yeah. How, yeah, Howie Kendrick, that's right. So a utility outfielder? Yeah. Right, uh, journeyman, journeyman outfielder. Out. Journeyman outfielder. All the people I'm thinking of in my head, I know it's not them. Yeah, we know it's not Soto. Obviously, it's not journeyman. Yeah, I, I don't know if this guy necessarily started. Yeah, I think it's... you know he could have been just like the fourth outfielder. Mm-hmm. Or even because they had they had Michael Taylor, they brought up Robles, they had Soto, they had Adam Meaton. So I, none of those guys fit that criteria. And the Kendrick played some outfield for them as well. Anna Kendrick played for them. Did 
She was amazing. She, yeah, she was a pitcher. You should have seen her with the it. cups, man. She was kicking it, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah, I remember this, but I can't remember who it was. Right. Played for the Nationals for probably the So let's think of it season. from the other standpoint. Why would this person change their theme song to Baby Shark, their walk-up music? Do they have a water-inspired name? Doubtful. Like, that seems pretty random to just do that. Jimmy Ocean? Uh, Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean. Caribbean Queen. Uh, Love that song. There's like Get a, out um, of my dreams! There's a million people <laughs> named Rivers. Um, Rivers, Rivers Cuomo. Cuomo. Yep. There you go. Jinx, you owe me a Baja Blast. <laughs> he, uh, he unraveled in the middle of the year, though. <laughs> It's an, I can't think of a Waters or anything like that. Maxine Waters? <laughs> Probably not on the Nationals. Not Ricky That would have been a good place for her to play. Oh, Ricky Waters, yeah. Yeah, I... I, I oh, man, I don't remember this. My... Jimmy Chompers? No, it wasn't him. He, was, he went to the Braves that year. <laughs> <sighs> Sucks. As soon as I hear the name, obviously. Yeah. You're like, oh, crazy. right. So it's not coming to me. So what do you want to do? We can go play to glory. We can go Billy Oceans. Billy okay. All right. Get in the backseat, baby. <laughs> We're going to go with uh, did really, really well in the World Baseball Classic playing for uh, <laughs> the Caribbean nations. We're going to go with Billy Ocean. For how many points? 55. All right. And for the final answer, uh, New Orleans people leaders. Pretty sure that he was in a huge slump to start and then uh, requested a song change because, you know, superstition. And his uh, daughter loved Baby Shark, uh, Gerardo Parra, for zero points. Yep. And and JJ is correct there. And that is, uh, and, and he's correct with the explanation for it as well. He, you know, he, he was not playing well. He had been, um, been released and then. Signed as a fourth outfielder, was kind of had to be put into play, um, I think, because of injury, and then couldn't hit. And then his, uh, you know, at the request of his daughter, started playing Baby Shark, which is completely out of character for for baseball players in the walk-up music, and they're very, very superstitious about their walk-up music. Uh, so then, and then, you know, fans, you know, reacted because of how bizarre it was, and, and then they started winning, and he started playing better, and then they ended up. Uh, you know, and it win the whole win the whole thing. So uh, New Orleans, New Orleans people leaders are correct for uh, you know to pick up zero points there. But I think Billy Ocean would have used that as his Certainly. walk-up music, though. I'd be a little disappointed. I, I, he's got a, a nice catalog he could have chose from. Okay, so this game has come to an end, and it's uh, and it was a barn burner. I tell you what, uh, here are the final scores: uh, snacks and beer finish. With a grand total of 15 points. Woohoo! And our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Brian St. Pierre Award, with 410 points, is the New Orleans People Eaters. So, very, very nice job. Congratulations. And anything you want to uh, say before we call it a night? Well, that was a tough game. I'm not going to lie. That was a tough game, but I had a blast playing it. So, um, Anytime you want to come back and uh, you know flex again, feel free. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're if you're uh, uh, you know if your co you know you know co partners here will uh, you know 
signing on and having me as a host again, aren't you? Oh, oh anytime, anytime, <laughs> because uh, that means we don't have to write a game. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. yeah, don't don't get us wrong. Um, I don't that, care how hard your game is. If you come to us with the game, we're going to probably let you host. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I can certainly make the difficulty a little, you know, a little bit easier, but I was told initially that it was going to be a, a you know, a, a Dan captain team versus an Eric captain team. And I'm like, all right, well, mm, well, then you go. Yeah. Let, let, let me try to, you know, just because you know, I hear them talking about trying to out record each other. So, uh, Oh, I've, I've given up. Eric can have it. It's fine. <laughs> all right. But thanks for uh, doing this, Philip. I really appreciate this. Uh, well, well, well you're game. welcome. And thank you for having me on. And, and uh, no, I think I really enjoy listening to all your, all your episodes and it's, you know, I think the, the different rounds have evolved well, and I, uh, you know, definitely really liked your your recent um, episode, the one you had where you you you're doing like two against one, where the the one is competing, you know, um, yeah, with, the hometown, with hometown, home, yeah, home home card home advantage, advantage. Home court yeah, yeah. Advantage, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hopefully, we'll have a bunch more of those uh, coming up in the in the future. But as of right now, we've only had the one. Um, we'll have to write one that's just about biggies basketball evidently so any by the way anybody out there that wants to come on for a home court advantage game get in touch with us we we'd be happy to, to write one for you we we really enjoyed that that format so uh yeah even you wanna, if, if you want to take the challenge work. go ahead and, and let us know we'd be happy to let you on even if the timing doesn't work for you all that great it takes us a while to write a show so we might have to start looking at stuff for now that are months in advance kind of a deal. Yeah. I, uh, I'll just chime in real quick. Um, yeah, Phil wasn't, wasn't my, uh, my finest hour, but it usually isn't here. So, um, <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun, actually. I, I really enjoyed your halftime round. I thought that format was, was really cool. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, your David versus Goliath. Your Davids were actually Davids, which is appreciated because that mm-hmm. doesn't always happen on here. So, oh, you know, and I had a great time. All in all, it was a lot of fun. So, you know, thanks for putting up with me and Matt and our ridiculous answers and our antics. Um, really <laughs> appreciate it. And also, thank you for being a, a Patreon supporter of ours as well. Really much appreciated. You know, your fandom and your affinity for the show means a lot especially from someone you know as as revered as you are and and as you know kind of universally well liked and respected it really um it really means a lot to us jj you've been saying a lot tonight man jeez can't get you to shut up i know yeah you're gonna have to cut out all my words i know right i'd say that yeah no philip uh yeah tough game it was definitely well written uh a lot of them had ways you can back into it without really knowing the answer Uh, so that's always really fun to try to get that fortunately i couldn't but that's typical so (laughs) um yeah man thanks for coming on dan you did a great game carried me per the usual Uh, i'm just glad i could be here glad you're there to pick up the ones that i don't know man because there's a lot of them thanks for listening to the bench warmers trivia podcast and until next time we'll keep the bench warm that ball hit high and deep stretch stretch Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.